Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. And boy, we are in a very busy week. Election season has started. Elections have started. Early voting has already started in the state of Texas. And from what we're hearing around the state, some record numbers already. And so three weeks of early voting this uh, year, a little bit different. So some people just couldn't wait to get into the line. And a lot of people did. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. And a lot of things happening related to elections. A lot of people campaigning. Uh, Obviously, there were events yesterday with President Trump and also Biden with the different forums that they had. Confirmation hearings wrapping up, or I guess, you know, we should expect the first round, we'll see what happens next, of confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett. And then a lot of things happening locally, a lot of issues we've been involved in at school boards. I'll give you some updates on some of those things, but we want to go straight to really the feature of our program. If you're new to the show, we um, this is for the fourth year we've been doing this work through radio, also through Zoom. The Texas Values Report is a weekly show that we do through a local radio station here in Central Texas, but we're also incorporating social media at times on our weekly program, but we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And someone who knows all about those arenas is our guest today. Lila Rose is going to be our guest today. She leads the pro-life group Live Action and has been doing work for probably close to two decades in the pro-life movement. From what I read, she started out doing some of this work in high school. We'll talk a little bit about the history and what live action is doing lately. But if you know anything about media, if you look at what's happening on social media, if you're on Fox News, uh, and if you care about the pro-life movement, you know in the past few years, five, maybe even going back 10 years, people that have been doing some of the most groundbreaking, important work for pro-life work, that's live action and Lila Rose. Lila, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for having me and all the work that you're doing. It's so important. Well, we appreciate you and, and Allison and, and all of your team. And, you know, David Delayden's a good friend. We've uh, done some work together <laughs> over the years, you know, and for people like us that are involved in these issues, I mean, this is like, you know, uh, game time, right? I mean, there's so much going on with, as it relates to um, the life issue, as it relates to what's happening in elections, the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Boy, it's all wrapped up uh, going on right now in such an active time. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, uh, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your group, a little bit about your mm-hmm. background. I know you're, you're um, in California, and people may be familiar with some of the work and, and when you talk about it, but they didn't realize maybe this is where it originated. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in pro-life issues. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So I started live action as a teenager um, in my parents' living room in San Jose, California. I'm from California. I live in California now. Life Action has a DC office now, and we actually have staff spread out throughout the country and do some international work too. But it was born out of this realization of what abortion was. And I think when many of the people listening, maybe that moment when you realize what an abortion actually does to a preborn child, um, this brutal act of violence, how it tears apart this living, growing child that deserves love and protection and the wounds that it caused to men and women. When I first learned about this as a young teen, discovering that there were 3000 abortions every single day, but that this was legal, that there had been, since Roe v. Wade, tens of millions of children killed. I thought I have to do something about this. And I realized then what is true today is that education is crucial. Most people just don't know. They, and you know this too, Jonathan, because of your work. So many people just do not know the, the violence of abortion, the humanity 
study of the preborn child, the heart beating at three and a half weeks, brainwaves starting to fire. It's just uh, neurons firing at just six weeks. I mean, how rapidly that baby grows. They don't know the wounds that abortion inflicts on women and families and, and fathers. And so Live Action started as just an educational program to reach other high school students in San Jose, California. And then I started doing investigative reporting after the years went on in college, started to build a national platform. And now Live Action is one of the leading um, pro-life education groups globally. We are the leader online, the digital leader for the movement. And we reach millions of people on a weekly basis with the facts about the abortion industry, about the goodness and the, and the gift and the blessing of human life. And we help educate people, especially in crucial times like this, as you mentioned, where there's an election and there are incredibly important decisions being made. I mean, we do not take a position on, you know, as a 501c3, we do not take a position on candidates, but we certainly educate on the issues. And that's what we do year in and year out. Well, you've been doing great work. I mean, obviously, you know, you got a great team around you these days, but you've distinguished yourself quite well. I mean, several awards, um, the National Journal's 25 Most Influential Washington Women Under 35, Christianity's 33 Under 33, uh, countless media interviews on Fox News. I mean, you know, I know that when I get to watch some of those, when I'm not um, at, at kids' activities and events in the evening, when I watch some of that, quite often I'll see your voice there. And you do it so well. And, and, and look, those media interviews are not like the one you and I are having, which thank you again for being a part of our program today. But usually they're very short, right? And, and that's yeah. some, some of the case with social media, uh, people's attention spans. Maybe you get 10 <laughs> or 15 second soundbite. Maybe you get a 25 or 30 second. You know, maybe you'll get a longer segment from sometimes, but it just seems to be really quick. And that's kind of what's going on in our culture. We have this small window sometimes to get good information, but y'all, you and your team really put it together well. Um, and I see on social media as well through your treats and others uh, and a small amount of characters really getting down to the heart of these issues. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's true. We have to be able to say it succinctly and just get the message across because we have limited time with some people. They're just scrolling or busy about their day. But I also have discovered that a lot of people are interested, like maybe the folks listening right now, they're interested in like going deeper and people um, sometimes get overwhelmed by just the, the, you know, how shallow a lot of news reporting is, how partisan it seems. So they actually are looking for deeper commentary. So I think doing both, like you're saying, doing the short sound bites, doing the social media stuff, but also we do a lot of long form reporting at Live Action. We do history pieces. We do um, investigative reporting on what's happening in the abortion industry in depth. So I think it's both and, and I'm really uh, love to see it. This happens, I think more and more people who want to learn more they want to go deeper and we want to make sure we have those resources for those people well one way that your team has gone deeper is the investigative reporting there's no question about that i mean i think that's where a lot of people start to learn about your work um you know from one side or the other if you will such important information from behind the scenes tell us a little bit about that and i know that continues to go on unfortunately there are right. court cases now going on people are trying to silence that information but tell us a little bit about that work that y'all done on investigative reporting to really peel the curtain back and tell the truth about Planned Parenthood. Absolutely. So to kind of lay the groundwork, there are hundreds of abortion facilities nationwide, um, hundreds of Planned Parenthood facilities. Planned Parenthood is the abortion leader. As many people know, they commit um, over a third of all U.S. abortions, and they're the biggest political proponent of abortion. They're a $1.5 billion corporation, and they put hundreds of millions of dollars over the years into election cycles. I think they're putting um, nearly $50 million into this election cycle because they want candidates that will then continue to fund them and make sure there's no abortion restrictions. So they want abortion on demand without any limitation or restriction for any reason taxpayer funded. 
um, it's very, very, it's just horrific. And we're living in a society in our own communities where there are these abortion clinics. So our philosophy at Live Action is we need to expose every evil that's happening inside these abortion clinics because the reality is, as we saw in the case of Kermit Gosnell in Philadelphia, where for 17 years he operated a chop shop where he was killing women, committing infanticide, um, you know, doing horrifically um, things that were just horrible for the health of women as well as lethal for those children, uh, you know, law enforcement didn't investigate. So Live Action investigates. We partner with other organizations to expose what's happening. And just some of the things we've documented, I mean, obviously abortion is this horrific human rights abuse. It's killing a child. So we try to expose that in multiple ways. We're having, we document abortionists speaking about the abortion procedure, talking about how they are pulling limbs off of the torso of a baby. I mean, really graphic stuff, but they're speaking freely because they think they're talking to a potential client. So we document that. That's part of our inhuman investigation. But we also document the way the abortion industry treats women. Because as you know, Jonathan, and I know um, Texas Values cares about this a lot, abortion kills a child it also wounds a woman and the abortion industry doesn't care about those women they care about selling abortions and what happens in abortion procedures um, of course is damaging to women physically and psychologically but it also there's other abuses that happen in an abortion clinic they're lawless places and so what we've documented in um, Planned Parenthood facilities across the country is sexual abuse cover-up uh, we work off, go off of the um, build on the work of Mark Crutcher of Life Dynamics, a great Texas, another great Texas pro-life organization that's documented hundreds of pro, uh, Planned Parenthood clinics covering up the sexual abuse of underage girls. And we've documented that in 17 different clinics nationwide. Also the aiding and abetting of sex trafficking, um, a, a sexual abuser or a sex trafficker, one of their favorite places is the place that doesn't ask any questions that gives them what they want without asking any questions because they rely on secrecy to keep their victims victimized. And so if they get their um, sex slave or their abuse victim pregnant, which happens in the life of a sexually trafficked girl, she gets pregnant often multiple times, has multiple coerced abortions. They wanna take her to somewhere that will ask no questions. And there's actually a, a report done from Loyola University just a few years ago that said that the number two place besides emergency rooms that sex traffickers brought their sexual sexually trafficked victims. So these are women that are sex, sexually trafficked. The number two place they went besides an emergency room where they you know, have a, a crisis would be planned parenthood facilities. And that's because wow. they have a don't ask, don't tell policy and our undercover reporting exposes that time and time again. So that's just a sample of the sorts of things that we investigate. There's a lot more too, um, but it just goes to show that the abortion industry is not for women. I mean, they kill children and they're also um, wounding women and breaking the law throughout our country, and they need to be held accountable. They also need to be shut down because of the, these abuses. But part of the way we can achieve that is by being a watchdog organization and holding them accountable for the abuses that, that are still illegal. Well, and we're talking with Lila Rose, who is the leader, the founder of Live Action, one of the most active, one of the most successful, if you will, or effective, I should probably say, pro-life organizations, definitely when it comes to in investigative reporting, social media, getting good information out to people across the country, if not the world. And who would know some of these things, Lila, had y'all not done some of the work that you do? I mean, because I'm sure that it's heavily guarded, if you will, or protected. That's not something that Planned Parenthood puts on their billboards that right. you see <laughs> in, you know, heavily, um, you know, uh, right. minority areas, similar to the areas where I grew up in, in Houston, one of the largest Planned Parenthood facilities, if not the largest, is in the southeast part of Houston, probably five, 10 minutes from where I grew up. And so, no, they don't want people to know that. And so the work that you've done has helped uncover that. A good friend of mine is a state representative, Briscoe Kane. We've worked together on some of these issues even before he 
ran for office where we were getting information where some of these things were being covered up. We got receipts where body parts were being sold. It was absolutely awful, but a lot of people didn't realize it was going on. Had your work not been a part of that, we still probably wouldn't know. But now it gives us a chance to say, that's why these issues are so important. And so I want to shift a little bit to what we're seeing now, right? A little bit about the presidential, but obviously um, a lot going on this week with the Supreme Court hearing Mm -hmm. with Amy Coney Barrett, uh, because I think for a lot of people, the fear that, oh my goodness, you know, she's pro-life and, you know, what's going to happen with Roe versus Wade? I mean, Planned Parenthood going into an absolute panic. This is a result, though, of the elections, right? Uh, People elected Donald Trump. He said that he would ele- he would put people like this on the U.S. Supreme Court. People like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who for many years um, has been striking down common sense pro-life legislation. Mm-hmm. Some really important hearings this week, and not just from the perspective of law and policy, but also as it relates to women, as a women with children. I know you have a young son. Yeah. She's got seven kids, right? People are making about it. It seems to be a pretty strong asset for her. <laughs> I mean, what do you make of, of her hearings this week, her nomination and the impact mm-hmm. on the life issue. Well, I think um, so much of the hearings was captured in a hot mic moment by Senator Dianne Feinstein yeah. from the great state of California, my state. And she's saying, she's kind of mumbling about, um, you know, between these very partisan and sort of like preachy um, attacks against, I would call them attacks on Coney Barrett, you know, trying to get her to make a mistake or try to show her to be some sort of crazy person when she's actually very sound minded. She's an excellent jurist. People on the left and the right acknowledge that she's excellent at her job. There's no, she's above reproach at her job. But uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein said that, um, you know, she's just, this is because of her personal beliefs and her religion. She's pro-life, like meaning like this is our big problem with her. Right. And I'm like, okay, first of all, if that's your problem with her. Um, that's actually one of the, the reasons she would make a, a fair and just jurist not because of her religion or personal beliefs. And this is where Feinstein gets it completely wrong. I mean, obviously as a Catholic, I'm Catholic as well. Coney Barrett is Catholic. There are other Catholic jurists on the Supreme Court. We are 100% pro-life. I'm sure it's very personal for her. She has seven children. She knows the value of a human life, but it's not just about what we personally feel or about what a certain religion, the Catholic religion may teach. It's about reason and it's about science that everybody can acknowledge. First of all, the science that human life begins at the moment of conception, that's not some religious belief, that's a scientific fact. And Coney Barrett acknowledges it. It's a matter of acknowledging a reality. It's not a matter of believing, putting faith in something. And then second of all, that when it comes to certain morality, we can all agree that we do not wanna live in a society where you can kill people who are innocent just because they're weaker than you, right? And I know you know this, and I know this, and Dianne Feinstein, quite frankly, should absolutely know this. If she's elected to actually represent people, human beings, she should care about their basic human rights. And the first human right is life. You cannot protect any other right without that. She has, it is actually Dianne Feinstein's job and every single one of the Democrats who are quizzing or attacking Coney Barrett to acknowledge that they actually serve all human beings in their state, not just human beings who are born. And they should be defending the rights of human beings before birth, just like they claim to do for human beings after birth. So I just see the double standard, the hypocrisy, and just um, the lack of common sense, really, Jonathan, and the lack of logic on the side. And Coney Barrett just doing such a beautiful and elegant job, you know, to answer many of the questions. I mean, I think some of them are so um, politically twisted, it's even hard to answer. But largely speaking, I think she's doing a very good job. And I think that um, people admire, quite frankly, admire her because she, um, you know, she believes in science <laughs> and yeah, she acknowledges, well, she acknowledges basic human rights for all people. 
Yeah, well, look, I think it's been in, in a lot of ways refreshing too. When you think about the confirmation hearings of Kavanaugh and others oh, that yeah. got you know a little crazy and yeah. things have been a little bit different and you know for whatever whatever the case may be. And not only Feinstein, but you know there's another elected official from California that had a little bit to say about right. Amy Coney Barrett, Kamala Harris, who's also in uh, is also the vice presidential nominee. I mean, what what are your right. thoughts on on what she has said? She, she gave really a speech. She, I don't know that she asked she questions represent? as much as she gave a speech. <laughs> and and I, you know, the, the, it's it's again just the um, the irony. And irony is more of a is it, the best is not, perhaps not the best word because it's also just awful that we're allowing this. That our that our democratic republic is allowing this sort of behavior where Kamala Harris, who's running on the vice president and the ticket for vice to be vice president for Joe Biden, she's a senator from a, from California. She was before that the attorney general. When she was attorney general and receiving campaign donations from Planned Parenthood to become a senator in California, she sent her state agents to raid my friend and fellow investigative reporter, David Delighton's home in Southern California. They had guns, they walked in, they, walked in, they stole his computers, they took his, his files, and then she trumped up charges against him. The first and only reporter at him and Sandra Merritt in the history of California to be prosecuted for investigative reporting. I mean, this is this is a, a basic uh, American liberty, the freedom of the press. She's, she's the only one attacked by Kamala Harris and afterwards her buddy, uh, uh, General Attorney General um, Becerra, because, who took over after her. And so for her to have the um, to have the you know attack Coney Barrett over you know healthcare and all of these supposed uh, policies to care for people when she's defending the very people that are brutalizing the bodies of freeborn children and selling them exchanging them for money it, it, it the hypocrisy is extreme and um but of course many in the media are not calling her on that few, very well, few people are even reporting her 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 history um of abuse abusing her power as attorney general in the state of california and that's a problem we need to educate voters on that because most people have no clue well and don't take it the wrong way uh lila we're talking with lila rose who is the president of live action one of the most effective pro-life organizations in the country. Don't take it the wrong way, Lila, but here in Texas, we often say, you know, don't California, my Texas, oh, right? Oh, God, and, I but, don't. But, I, hey, she's, I she's one of the reasons. She's one of the I reasons, understand. right? What, I mean, in, in what I'm trying to Texas mean? my California over here. Right. Hey, well, uh, you know, yeah. our, uh, my good buddy, uh, I got good friends out in California. Jonathan Keller's one of them that, you know, we try to help as much as we can. But I'd tell you, I mean, what does that mean if she ends up as the vice president? you know, and Biden, right? I mean, do they even support, I don't think they even support, a ba you know, laws where a baby is born alive as a result of a failed abortion. I mean, their their positions on the life issue are incredibly extreme. I mean, and, and it's not even abortion. Babies born out of the womb yeah. as a failed, uh, result of failed abortion. I don't think they even uh, support born alive mm -hmm. infant protection. Yeah, act. they don't. Yeah, they don't support the born alive infant protect protection act. They say it would chip away at Roe. V way that's sort of the position of the Democrats that that refuse to support it. Um, you know they they have a very extreme ticket, and you know any support of abortion is extreme. Any the, the supporting the killing of any innocent child in the womb is extreme. Um, they support it for any child at any age in the first time in, in the nine months of pregnancy. They want taxpayer funding of abortion. You know even Biden, who used to be for the Hyde Amendment, which restricts taxpayer funding in some cases is now against that. He flip-flopped on it and said now he supports um, getting rid of Hyde. And you know Kamala Harris not only is in support of abortion, but she wants to quash, she wants to silence the people who are trying to fight to restore human rights for the preborn, like she did to David Delighton and Sandra Merritt in California. So I'm, in, I'm very concerned about a Biden presidency. I think it would be 
um, potentially disastrous for even the freedom of speech of pro the pro-life community. And it would be very, um, very detrimental to the, the advancement of protections for the pre-born. And that's, there's a lot at stake. I mean, every election, there's a lot at stake, but I think it goes down to deeper problems, Jonathan, about our political parties. We have this two-party system and we are married to it. And the Democrats have decided to accept and embrace abortion on demand without apology. And until they fix that, there's no, it's hard to ever vote for a Democrat because they are in line with the greatest human rights abuse of our country and upholding it. Well, you're not the only one saying that too. I mean, that's where, and we're, you know, we see this in Texas too. And I know what you're saying too about as far as uh, not taking a position as it relates to elections, but there's nothing wrong with us pointing out where the candidates stand on the issues. Let's shift to the president for just a minute. I know we have you just, just a minute more, but some people are saying President Trump is the most pro-life president ever. What have you seen that backs that up? Sure. I think the administration has done some pro-life policies that I've really, uh, that we've applauded. You know, they've done, you know, reverse the Mexico, Mexico City policy. They've done um, bans on certain funding streams that would ultimately use aborted baby um, cell lines, and that's important. Um, there has been, you know, the removal of Title 10 funds, $60 million from Planned Parenthood. Um, one thing that I think is very problematic, though, is President Trump says he supports exceptions for abortion in cases of rape, incest, life, health of the mother. You know, I'd like to see him evolve on that. Um, he spoke at the March for Life, which is great, but I want to hear him say, no, life is precious no matter what, no matter how that baby is conceived. And I'd like to see, too, I think there's some great things that the president can do with defund. Um, David Delight and I just wrote an op-ed about how the administration can use um, HHS to and, and, and Medicaid disbursement to stop funding Planned Parenthood, because right now we're funding them um, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So I think there've been some good steps in the right direction. And we're just saying, hey, take the next few steps. Yeah. I know it's right oh, before an election. Now, now more than ever, take those steps because right. the pro-life community needs to see the leadership. Well, and I think that's what people are expecting. I hear the suggestion that, you know, that's that's what people would expect or or that's what the administration will be working towards, Trump administration will be working towards um, in, in a second term. But I think you're right. I mean, a lot of pro-lifers are saying, hey, let's continue to move this direction. You know, let's, right. and, and these are big issues. These are things that were said before on the campaign trail. And so, uh, but I think there is, to your point, a lot to be encouraged by, and there's clearly a difference when it comes to the life issue. And, uh, and I know we're gonna wrap things up here in just a minute with Lila Rose from uh, President of Live Action, I always like to do this if I can, just kind of work it in. Um, you know, I know you became a mother recently in the past year. That's always exciting. I, I have several children and it's it's a blessing. Uh, before we wrap up, just real quick, tell us about your son. I was just, you know, <laughs> was real excited for you and, and saw that. And I just, you know, someone who works in the life movement now raising a child and so on, it, it's gotta be a joy for you. Yeah, it's a tremendous joy. I mean, I can't believe how blessed I am and how, God has privileged me with a child and he's just the light of our life every day. Um, it's obviously a lot of work being a parent, but I'm really blessed with support. And I just having a, having this, um, this human being that I'm entrusted with, it's a sacred honor. So I highly recommend it, you know, for anyone. It, it's scary. I know some people are like, oh, it's so scary, but it's the most rewarding thing you can do is just serve and love another person. And, and it's a privilege to get to be his mom. So I'm, I love it. It's absolutely awesome. And I hope, I hope we have more. I'm like, I tell my husband, I'm like, let's have a ton. And we both came from big families. So maybe we'll get up to your number eventually, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm at, at six, six right? so we'll see, yeah. uh, but Gotta get to you work. Know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And look, we just want to thank you. 
Lila, for so taking some time to be on the Texas Values Report. We want to encourage you in the work that you're doing and your team is doing. It's so important. And, you know, when they kind of uh, soften up some restrictions there in California, we want to get you in Texas uh, one way or another. We want to continue to interact with you one way or, or other virtually and through social media. And we'll continue to be in prayer for you and your team. I know the censorship things are all around us this week and your message and your team's message and the life issue, the message is so important. Well, um, but we'll look forward to getting great information. Uh, the website um, for your organization, liveaction.org, you can find all the great work they're doing and their team is doing, Allison and, and yourself. So thank you, Lila Rose, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan. Keep up the great work. All right, we appreciate you. And I got just a minute or so, I'm going to do some wrap up because uh, we've got a couple of things that have been happening locally here in Texas. I want to remind people of, we sent a letter out this week, all right, to make it clear that uh, school boards do not have to adopt some of these Supreme Court issues related to the Bostock decision. We sent that letter out to all 1,200 school districts. That's an issue that's getting a lot of attention. School districts are getting pressured to adopt these sexual orientation and gender identity policies that they're not required to do. Check our website for that. Also, our gala is coming up November 13th. We've got Matthew West. You can't really see it because I'm using something a different kind of method here. Sorry about that. Matthew West, the contemporary Christian singer, is going to be our featured guest November 13th. Tickets will sell out. You want to make sure that you can be there, txvalues.org. He's absolutely fantastic. He's got a great life story, too. He wrote the title song for Unplanned, the movie about Abby Johnson. So this event will sell out. We do have some tickets left. It's after the election when you can catch your breath. Go to txvalues.org. Matthew West is a great contemporary Christian singer. He's got a great connection to our issues, and he will leave you lifted up and encouraged. And we all may need a little bit of that once the elections end. But check out our website, txvalues.org, for more information. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.